This is the Run Pod Option. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jeff. And we are a part of the Fifth Quarter Network. Visit fifthquarter.net. Gentlemen, this is our last recording of 2019. We made it. We did it, guys. We did it. And it's going to be released on the 1st of 2020. And it's our first recording for fifth quarter. It's the start of a new decade, start of a new era for Run Pod Option. I'm really excited. The future is now. <laughs> the future is now. You can follow us on Twitter at Run Pod Option or email us runpodoption at gmail.com. Check out Fifth Quarter Network, uh, the Discord, which we're recording. And now you can listen in while we're recording, which is neat. Or you can always hear us later because we're going to release the podcast at least one day, sometimes two days after we record, depending on how long we go. So where we last left off, was the Sugar Bowl, I believe, Kyle. Was that right? I think so. So we previewed the Sugar Bowl, and we have six more bowls, all the way from the Birmingham Bowl to the Lending Tree Bowl, and then the the National Championship is what we're going to be covering on the show today. But before we get to our bowl picks and to our bowl previews, did you guys catch the playoffs? No, I don't believe in that. Yeah, what are? I'm more of a fan of the BCS. No controversy. It was wonderful. No let's controversy. Go back to it. So let's kick it off. So we had number one LSU, number four Oklahoma, and when I made that BCS joke, I'm not joking. I saw that a lot. <laughs> I saw it a lot on Twitter about people being upset that Oklahoma was in it because they were in it only in spirit. They were not in it in the scoreboard. LSU absolutely destroyed them. I've never really seen anything like that, man. It was insane. Burrow boat raced them. Yeah, did he end up with seven touchdowns in the first half? Seven mm-hmm. touchdowns. He might have had eight in the first half because he rushed for one, two. I think it was seven. It was seven, yeah, because he only scored seven touchdowns in the first half. So he had eight. He accounted for eight of the nine touchdowns that they ended up scoring. Like, we all knew that LSU's offense was good, right? We've seen it all year. Never in a million years did I guess that was going to happen. Well, the score wasn't even indicative of how bad it was. You no, know, you're right, because I think that if LSU wanted to, they could have scored at 80. Yeah. Jeff, you I mean, you said that Jalen Hurts deserved the Heisman. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it with a straight face. So, <laughs> y'all remember when Jalen Hurts was the only guy that was threatening for the Heisman? And he was, I think, probably the worst player in this game. And we've been talking about the last four or five weeks just – how their successes and their failures seem to be coming at the hands of Jalen Hurts. He loves literally the hands, the hands, the yeah, whether it be, yeah, be fumbles, interceptions uh, (laughs) or touchdowns rushing or through the air. He showed just how much that offense gets brought down because Lincoln Riley with time has always been good. I I was just kind of stunned. It was just, it was like a, it was like a blitzkrieg at the starting of it. It, just fast, just boom, 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 points, points, points. And Oklahoma didn't have enough to get out of that. And their defense just had no business being in there. Jeff, what was your biggest take from the game in terms of just like big picture here? Not just, oh, LSU beat the shit out of Oklahoma. I think after kind of reflecting on it, you saw the same hurts that you saw at Alabama. And, you know, people online and Everywhere talked about Alabama having to move on from Hertz to move upwards. And I think you're seeing that again. Hertz was great this year for Oklahoma, but I think he limits them and what, where they want to go. And it's, 
Next year, I don't know if it's going to be a transfer, if it's going to be Spencer Rattler, but they're going to need better quarterback play if they want to. Got to be the Rattler, man. Make it past this. I hope it's the Rattler. And it is, it's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I think when Tua came in to relieve Hurts, right, that first time, and we see this explosive Alabama defense, it was a very similar feeling for me that it is watching LSU now of this team that formerly got average to above average, occasionally great quarterback play, but Hertz was like the the odd man out. They'd had all these boring quarterbacks, and then Hertz comes in, you're like, wow, and he can run. This is really new for Alabama. And then Tua comes in, Lane comes in, that offense comes in, and Alabama starts scoring 40 points, and it's just like, oh, okay, so that's incredible, new offense. And I didn't really think about it at the time that it was because Jalen Hurts maybe was slowing that roll down. And this year, Oklahoma's proved that he doesn't have the passing ability that Tua had, certainly. But Oklahoma did the right thing in building the offense around him, just running himself to death, because that's that's <laughs> all they had in, in a lot of those games this year. Well, he was insane at the starting of the season, though. But it was against, you know, the Houstons of the world, which ended up being not as great as we all thought it was going to be. Yeah, he right. felt untouchable until Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Jeff, did you by chance see the article? I think it was the in the Athletic that discussed LSU's drop percentage from receivers. I did not. Okay, so last year I want to say they were in they were definitely in the bottom half. I want to say they were closer to the 80s or 90s in drop percentage from their receivers. And this year they are something I think they're top 5 in the country for the best drop percentage from their receivers. Like they don't drop anything. And I'm wondering, you know, the offense has obviously improved, but how much better it is because they're literally catching every single pass that touches their hands. Because I don't think I've seen that. And especially when you see how many dropped balls there have been throughout this bowl season for almost every team. LSU, I don't really know, like critical drops even come to mind. Maybe from a running back, you know, coming out of the backfield, but that's (laughs) half expected, I guess. And who was their receivers coach? Is Brady passing game coordinator and receivers coach? He's passing game coordinator, I know for sure. As far as the receivers coach, I honestly don't have an idea. I, I, it I, just, can't, I can't tell it's you. It's Dwayne Bow. <laughs> it, it seems like it's finally, you know, the combination of LSU having super talented receivers and great coaching, you know, combining together. Because for years they've had really good receivers. They just haven't performed well at LSU. But this year it's just... It's like all the ingredients mixed together just hit the jackpot. It was always startling because the receivers would come in the NFL. They'd produce, and you'd say, like, well, what? how did – like, LSU had, like, 2,800 yards passing. <laughs> and like, how did, <laughs> if that. How did, how did, yeah, how did uh, Odell Beckham not have a bigger career? You know, in What are you going to do with Zach Mettenberger? <laughs> yeah, that's a good God. one. Let's go to the number two versus the number three, Ohio State, Clemson Tigers – this was, this has been at this point my favorite bowl of the year so far. It was fun. It's probably the best playoff game in the playoff history. Ooh. From, from start to finish, maybe. I think that Oklahoma Georgia game might have an argument for you. Yeah. What about that Clemson win over Alabama? The drubbing last year? No, no, not last year. The Hunter Renfro catch. Ah, uh, you might be right there. This game was definitely the hardest hitting game out of the two because yes. I don't think Oklahoma could touch a uh, LSU player. 
I was surprised at well let's 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 air the dirty laundry first. Well, Ohio State also um, it wasn't the most hard hard hitting because Ohio State hit too many players like <laughs> the punter, the quarterback. <laughs> All right, you 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 guys segued perfectly into what my next point was going to be. So a lot of Ohio State fans uh, they mad <laughs> and mad and, online. And let's let's call two things the way they are, right? The punting penalty, that's an obvious, like that was a penalty, right? So dumb. The targeting, while I don't agree with the rule, it was targeting. Even though it was a result of Trevor Lawrence, all six foot six of him putting his head down, it's still targeting, so like, that's unfortunate. The only play that I really kind of had problems with and and it gets wiped clean by another point I'm going to make later or that you guys might make is the fumble return for a touchdown. So Justin Ross catches it. He has possession of it. He strips it. They return it and it's a touchdown. And I think that's what it was called on the field. And they need indisputable evidence to overturn it. Right. That's my problem with it right there. Yeah. I, I don't understand how, a professional makes that call that incorrectly. Well, also the uh, the referee, like on TV, you know the their rules, the rules dude. He sits there and says that you know this. Uh, he didn't make a football move. Like how how does taking a couple steps not a football move? Like I I don't like that explanation at all. It doesn't make much sense to me. That clearly was a catch. There wasn't enough to overturn it. That, that, that's the thing. Is that there's just there wasn't enough to overturn it. I agree. He even mentioned, if I remember this correctly, that uh, hey, listen, guys, you know it's a bang bang play on the field. There, things look a lot different in slow motion, and it's like, brother, that's literally why we have this. <laughs> that what do you think we're doing here? Yeah, but like, they make uh, the, the referees watch stuff in in game speed. In the replay? Do they really? There's no way they don't have the slow motion. They have to have the slow motion. I'd say it looked a lot worse in slow motion than it did in real time. Mm-hmm. But they do want them to look at it in real time. Because I, I've heard this in the NFL as well, where they say that it's uh, that slow motion makes things look more egregious than they are. Okay, so so in in with that point, <laughs> which to then, me is just like that's the point. <laughs> yes, this is what are we doing then? But to your point, then how was it called on the field? It was called a fumble. Which yeah, that's that's this is, exactly. I'm waving my arms around. This is not a visual medium, but like <laughs> like it's it's baffling. And and the second point I was going to make is Ohio State has themselves to blame, right? They could have put it. It should not have been. What was it? 16, uh, 16 to zero. It should have been twenty four to zero. And o- or Oklahoma State, the different game. Ohio State couldn't knock it in when they had Clemson. Spencer by Sanders throw. had nothing to do with this. Do not. Yeah, please don't his, bring him into this. Don't bring him into this. So yeah, they could have put them away. I think they could have put them away a long time ago. Right at the beginning of the second quarter, maybe midway through the second quarter, they had a chance. You can take everything away. You can give the targeting, all that other stuff. But when it comes down to it, Ohio State really, for the first time all year, had a entire half, maybe since a Wisconsin game, had a half where they didn't score as many points as there were available to them. They fucked yeah, up. For, for the first time, I think, I'm trying to think of the last time even, 
they looked mortal and that's both in a literal sense and you know the team I mean Fields was hurt you could tell he was not himself you know he threw the ball pretty well but he barely ran and then once Dobbins got hurt that was a game changer because Clemson could just tee off on Fields and when Dobbins was in there so it's a, it's a shame when a team's on full strength but I mean you play the cards you know, yeah, I think dealt, if Fields so. was totally healthy, maybe the game goes differently, right? The ifs, ifs, yeah. ifs. As it was, I came away extremely impressed with Clemson, man. That 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 team is nuts. Trevor Lawrence running the ball scares me. Like both from a aesthetically <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> point where he has just like he kind of has the uh, I didn't watch many much Friends, but what's her face that runs kind of funky with her legs sprawling out. He has a funny gait, and when he gets tackled, he spins, and it scares me to death that he's going to get his head taken off. Well, the the most impressive part about it is that Clemson's doing it with two and three star guys. Nobody thought they'd be there. Nobody thought they'd be there. It's on. I mean, it's there. They didn't only beat the Buckeyes, Kyle. They beat the world. They did. They had God on their side. That's what Dabo said. <laughs> I do. Oh, this has become a crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel bad for Chris Olave who came out said he was responsible for the interception. That's that's tough, and I haven't looked for it because I'm afraid of what I'd see. But if anybody tweets at him that it's their it's his fault, like just start watching the NFL or something. Like get out of here. Man. <laughs> it's it's a bummer because it wasn't his fault. He did everything he could in that game, and and they came up. Came up short, and hey. we've got Clemson and LSU in the national championship. And at the end of the day, Ohio State made a ton of mistakes. I will go back to that. I will go back to that punt. Why are you hitting the punter? Just calm down. You got them kind of buried a little bit. You're going to get good field position. So we're we're gonna we're gonna move on to any other bowls we want to discuss, and then the bowl previews, and then the national championship preview, right? You bring up a good point in terms of making mistakes, making poor judgments. So I'd like to start off this conversation with, did you guys check that Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan game out? And did you see... Oh, that heavyweight fight. <laughs> heavyweight fight at the end. Did we see the most Ric Flair bump the ref has ever taken <laughs> in college football when Michael Ass, uh open hand sl- attempted to slap the, by the way, the wrong Pittsburgh player that actually was talking <laughs> shit and grazed the ref's hat to only get ejected from the game. I mean, it's that bad blood that you got between directional Michigan and Pittsburgh. Uh, story Jeff, as old as time. Jeff, is, is, was this like an internal, like, just terrible deal for you? Just, just a terrible conflict Can, just because you love... Detroit so much and then you love Pittsburgh <laughs> I actually uh, thoroughly enjoyed the game because I didn't I wasn't expecting a shootout to happen and it ended up <laughs> I think both quarterbacks had over 300 yards passing it turned it turned out to be a really entertaining game it was a fantastic aside. game it was I I was so ready to tune out and not watch that game there was probably like four or five on this list that when I knew I wasn't going to be working Probably not going to check it out, right? And it was definitely on that list 100%. Michigan State and Wake Forest was the other one, and I ended up watching both of those games. But Pittsburgh, I think I think they're still bad. <laughs> I, do, I do think they're still bad for whatever that's Oh, worth. there's no I, question that Pittsburgh is bad. It's Pittsburgh. 
Uh, for any new listeners to the show, I, I maybe we'll do like a quick reintroduction here. So I'm Marty, right? Uh, I'm a fan of SMU. Kyle, I'm going to speak for them. Uh, Kyle's a Syracuse fan. He hates Pittsburgh. Yes. And <laughs> Jeff is a Michigan fan. And we're all from those respective states too, but we live in Charlotte, North Carolina now. Um, moving forward, what was some of your favorite bowls, fellas, that's happened since we've covered? Up to the Sugar Bowl right now, we're recording this on the 30th. There's a Virginia and Florida game going on that it was another one on my list that <laughs> I did not plan on watching. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you right now what one of my favorite moments was, and that's the 12-minute drive that Air Force put together in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, it helped that game really get started, I feel like. Well, I mean, it was a clash of styles, as we said it was going to be. Yeah, there was a lot less points than I figured. I, I probably had 20 more points scored total. Uh, but we watched this game together, Kyle, you and I, and Air Force looked unstoppable on offense. It was crazy. Unstoppable three yards at a time, man. Yep, just chipping <laughs> them to death. You want 20 plays? Here you go. Jeff, while you were harassing Steve Adazio, did you catch any bowl games? One of the games I caught, and what's really a surprise, was Kent State scoring 51 points on Utah State. <laughs> Why are you uh, watching Kent we had, State? We had talked a little bit about, you know, expecting uh, Utah State and the High Flyers to knock them out, but it ended up being a really high-scoring game, and kudos to Kent State for for winning, because I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, and on Jeff and I's pre por- uh, preview portion of the podcast two weeks ago... Poor preview. Yeah, the, uh, Utah State was far and away our choice. I don't think we considered Kent State really to have a shot at all, and their quarterback, Crum, really has something. Iowa-USC was kind of a weird game. Yeah, really weird. Iowa looked really good. Iowa looked great. USC is trash. Would I say that Kirk Ferentz is just like a really good coach, and maybe we've just been kind of... Kind Where was that against zone? Michigan earlier in the year? See, that's the thing. I remember correctly. That was a really bad game to watch. A lot of people were at where I was reading through Twitter, and people were like shocked at how good Iowa was. I think USC just sucks. Like, <laughs> oh, their you defense offended the 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 uh, the great defender of Graham Harrell. No, I think he's right. I mean, I think that <laughs> USC. You think he's right? I think. Let me add this little caveat. If Slovis doesn't get knocked out of the game, I think it's closer for whatever yeah. that's worth. But they exposed USC's lack of defense, lack of any kind of special teams. They beat him in all three phases, and that's kind hey, of what Garrett. Iowa does. Yeah, that's, I do sound like Jason Garrett. I'm clapping right now. <laughs> <laughs> and also spitting. Clapping, not employment. <laughs> It was crazy seeing them dominate all three facets of the game, and I think that's a credit to what Iowa is, especially this year. You know, they're not exceptional, but like if you come in and you're not prepared, they're just gonna they're gonna be the. Uh, I'm trying to think of the correct word here. The excellence of execution. They're, yeah, there's the excellence of execution is what Kirk Ferentz is known that is canon for our show now. <laughs> Kirk the <Yeah>. Hitman Ferentz. <laughs> Kirk the Hitman Ferentz is absolutely. Oh, God. Um, can we talk about how Slovis's neck is made of rubber? That was a tough hit to watch. It was like almost identical how his head hit the ground, uh, as in the what the Utah game. No, that was think. Yeah, Slovis got knocked out in the first drive. So, he's got a rubber neck. Like, I 
I don't know how his head is going to hold up through his entire college. Does does he need to have like a neck brace on? Do they do they need to give him like the Brian Cox like neck board in the back? No, but you know that's actually it's a good question because he's a freshman and he's almost certainly had two really bad concussions in in his first year. Yeah, and that's that's a tough age to get it and. It's not fun to see, but if he starts next year for USC and he hits another concussion, you've got to start thinking about uh, your life after football, going pro in something other than sports. <laughs> okay, NCAA tagline. Did we watch Hawaii Brigham Young on Christmas Eve by any chance? No, I had Christmas things to do. Okay, well, finally, <laughs> finally I pick against Hawaii and then Hawaii wins the game. Uh, I just want, I did see that. I just want to, everyone to know that former Hawaii supporter, uh, no longer, they are dead to me. Cole McDonald, good riddance. You are no Colt Brennan. Yeah, you'll never be Colt. You'll you never. are not Timmy Chang. <laughs> Do y'all want an update on our picks for bowls? Oh sure. Why cool. Not? So, <laughs> so Jeff for the season smoked me and Kyle both. And then Kyle and I were pretty close going into the bowl season. Kyle started trying to catch up with Jeff and was contradictory to almost every pick he made. And it really hasn't worked out so far for the bowl results. Currently, Jeff and I both sit at 16 and 9. And oh, Kyle sits at 12 and 13. Which, again, is hey. not bad. I want to point I'm, out that. I'm, ri- I'm right here for mediocrity, guys. <laughs> Uh, which puts the season total with uh, Jeff with 128 picked correctly, me at 112, and Kyle at 107. So, Kyle, we are about to enter these picks. We almost certainly, just taking a glance here, we have three games that have been played. I'm sorry, four that have been played that you've already picked opposite of me. So you're only, if you want to play this this game again, if you want well, to play I'm going to play this game again. Picks. No, I'm playing Russian Roulette against <laughs> yeah. you on all picks. Okay, I'm going to cool. defend it. Yeah. Are we ready to get into the picks then? Let's do it. So we'll start with the Birmingham Bowl, January 2nd on a Thursday. We have 6-6 six and six Boston College against 10-3 and three Cincinnati. This shows me uh, just how broken these bowl bids are because Cincinnati deserves a better opponent. Boston College doesn't have a Dazio. Jeff chased him out of town. <laughs> that might be better for them. Boston College also <laughs> yeah. doesn't have A.J. Dillon. Oh, sick and ugly. And Cincinnati has Desmond Watching the Syracuse Ritter. game. Watching the Syracuse versus Boston College game. Apparently, all of their running backs are great. Didn't the blind guys get, score on Syracuse? I scored on Syracuse. It's <laughs> weird. It's it a lot of rushing yards, I think. Uh, <laughs> Didn't the guy lose his job over that game? 500 fucking yards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot I really want to point out about the game. I don't have a whole lot of deep analysis. The only thing I really wanted to kind of point out was Cincinnati has a pretty good defense, right? That's Luke Fickle's thing. Boston College, for not having a great passing game and for not having A.J. Dillon, their offensive line, did you know that all five received ACC honors this year? Because they're dudes. They're absolutely what, 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 dudes. <laughs> were they all second team because Clemson got... It's just all five. Was, the fir- was the first team. And Boston College was the second team, all behind that 498 yards or whatever they ran on Syracuse. Yeah. So we're going to pick these straight up, no spread. Let's go ahead and get y'all's picks. I am going with Cincinnati with a bullet. I hate you. 
because I have to pick Boston College now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have no defense for this. I really don't. Just, just you know, uh, it's, Boston College is going to win because um, they're in a Power Five conference. The best <laughs> Power Five conference. <laughs> that's, that's a defense if I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> Jeff, who do you have? You see, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown's hurt, right? Yeah, he's in the transfer portal, isn't he? <laughs> you totally abandoned don't need it. one don't need one don't need a running back <laughs> they're just gonna, gonna taking... do a center sneak and just keep he's gonna snap it to himself and they're just gonna bowl forward yeah I'm taking Cincinnati too they're gonna I think win gonna blow up I think win oh okay you seem real real certain about it Jeff Kyle, you know what? It's I guess he has to throw the shit harder from how far down he is on these standings. <laughs> I do. I do. He's just really, he's really slinging it right now. <laughs> we have the Gator Bowl. Tennessee finishing the season seven and five against Indiana, who is one win away from nine. Indiana. This yes. game takes place in Jacksonville. What are we thinking, guys? I really don't know what to think about this game. Like Tennessee played better down the stretch, definitely. Yep. Yeah, they finished with a five-game win streak. Yeah. It, oh, God. I, I, I really – it's hard to get a real read on this game. What Gorantano is going to show up? What What Tennessee team – Tennessee has the better athletes on the team. They do. They've got – they've had better recruiting classes. But can they put it together on the field? So one of the things you brought up Guarantano, and I thought it was interesting that – he and Peyton Ramsey pretty much had the exact same timeline this year. They both came into the season starters. They both got replaced. And then both the replacements got injured and they became starters once again. I think they're actually both performing at a pretty high level right now. My only hesitation for picking Indiana, even though I just watched Jeff Scott, who took a job at USF, coach Clemson to a pretty good offensive game. I'm wondering if DeBoer leaving to be Fresno State's head coach is potentially going to be a distraction. Maybe. And in that, in that, it's either I feel like Indiana's going to come out untouchable, just fantastically good on offense, or they're going to come out being awful. I don't think it's going to be a middle of the road situation here. And I'm betting that Tennessee is just going to be the more steady team during this game, and that they're going to win and get to eight wins. And unfortunately. Keep the world from seeing nine win Indiana. You're gonna make me pick against my uh, my alma mater here. <laughs> this couldn't go any better, man. <laughs> if I if I knew in I Jacksonville, just... nine win Indiana. It's gonna happen. I mean, they're gonna be uh, galvanized by the fact that DeBoer is leaving. They're gonna win one for the Gipper. <laughs> they're gonna win one for the Gipper. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Jeff, if you have any analysis on this game, feel free and then go ahead and make your pick. You really touched on everything I think worth discussing. It'll be interesting. Tennessee had really good momentum like you talked about. I'm interested to see how they've done with time off. It's been almost, what, a month since they played. So, you know, does that? some of the teams I've watched in bowl games have just come out flat. So I'm curious to see how they play. But I'm going to take Tennessee, too. I, I think Indiana suffered a lot of injuries. Uh, they don't have their Penix. Um, and with DeBoer leaving, I hey. think you're... I think you're right. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be too much for them. And the last time Tennessee had this much time to prepare for a game, they lost to Georgia State. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think hey. about the first part of the season, guys. This is no Georgia State that's coming in. 
This is this is Indiana without a Penix enhancement. Yeah, you're right. So, so jumping across <laughs> to the other side of the country, we have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We have seven and five Nevada against six and six Ohio. I haven't been super impressed with Ohio this year. Defense is kind of bottom of the barrel. Nevada's not a whole lot better. They're only averaging, I think, about 20 points a game, which is terrible. But I think Marty will probably touch on them improving a little bit towards the end of the year. So I think they'll have enough to to take Ohio down. So I'll pick Nevada. Really? Picking Nevada. Okay. So I'm actually going to fight on the other side of that. Uh, Nevada, for me, is is a, a pretty good team. They've improved in the last four games. Uh, as Jeff alluded to, they changed with the play calling duties. They suppo- reportedly put Norvell in charge there, and they started averaging seven more points a game. That, to me, is important, but it's not as important as the fact that they're going to be missing four key starters who were suspended after UNLV and Nevada threw down post game. For that reason, and because Ohio, Ohio does have a pretty mediocre defense, but a pretty efficient offense... I'm going to go with Ohio for my pick, and if I had to, and I've said it on a few games and been wrong, I don't think this one's going to be close, which means it's probably going to be a Nevada win, but I'm still going to take Ohio. Well, going off that bad juju that you just put on yourself, I'm going to go with Nevada. I just can't support anything from Ohio, really. Understandable. Yeah. The Armed Forces Bowl. 6-6 Six and six Tulane against Southern Miss seven and five. There's a few stats here to go over, but mostly I think it's going to be Southern Miss inability to stop the run and Tulane taking advantage of that. Tulane's also underperformed versus expectations this year, but I'm going with the Louisiana touch because seemingly every program That sounds dirty. The Louisiana touch is what happens when you're on Bourbon Street after three AM. It's what would have happened if Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> okay, all right. So we have. So so I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna, let me issue the joke. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick two. I'm gonna pick Tulane here. They're renewing the rivalry, the Battle of the Bell, from their time together in Conference USA, which I think is pretty cool. So they're going to be getting not only the Armed Forces Bowl trophy, which I think is a fighter jet, but they're also going to get a painted <laughs> bell. So give me Tulane to go off the hot Louisiana State, to go off the hot Louisiana Tech, and we'll cover the next Louisiana team after this. You know what? I'm not going to go against you on this one. I'm going to go Tulane because I really like Tulane, and I think that they are they definitely underperformed this year, but I think that they will bounce back and have this game. They're, they're going to get the win. Interesting. This is a really hard one to pick because... Tulane is a bit stronger offensively, um, but Southern Miss is significantly better on defense. I'm going to go Southern Miss. We have Louisiana versus Miami of Ohio. Before we go over this game, I do want to bring down uh, this this little nugget here, and that's the last time that a team from Louisiana played a team from Miami. Louisiana Tech shut out the Hurricanes. (laughs) God. And in that same just absolutely analytical take that Louisiana's good this year in terms of the state, I'm going to pick the Ragin' Cajuns to beat Miami of Ohio. You guys, if you feel like talking about it, feel free. I have just a couple of notes, uh, and then we can move on to the national championship. Um, I've got a uh, – so this is Miami of Ohio versus Louisiana. So 
This is going to be like if Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> went to Louisiana <laughs> instead of Georgia that one fateful night, and uh, Miami's just going to manhandle Louisiana. You don't think they stall a little bit? <laughs> yeah, at the end. Jeff, what you, Jeff, what do you got? This is going to be reminiscent. This is going to be reminiscent of a motorcycle crash. Uh, Louisiana is going to dominate them. There's, it's going to be a mess. Uh, it's a top 10 scoring offense and a top 10 team in yards per play against a team that's in the hundreds in both. So I think it's Louisiana in a blowout. I do too. I think, I think Miami is a good team. I think Louisiana is a top six G5 team. And they just had the unfortunate position of being in the same conference as Appalachian State. It sounds like you just don't want a little action in your life. I just picked Ohio. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So we have the so so kind of the the plan for for the listeners here. So we're going to go over the national championship again. This is the thirtieth that we're recording this. It'll be released by the first first of January, and then we won't be recording another show until after the national championship. And we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about maybe our favorite moments of the season, things like that. Uh, it should be a really good time. And I'll reach out via Twitter, perhaps the fifth quarter discord to give me some other uh, favorite memories from this season. So we can get some listener suggestions too. So we've got the Tigers versus the Tigers. And before I even get into this game, I am going to forbid that someone say, well, I guess I'm going to take the Tigers to win because that, that shit's tired. I'm so tired of that damn joke. <laughs> yeah. LSU versus Clemson. Do you guys want to just kind of freestyle it here? Or do you want me to assign either of you a team and you have to defend that team and how they're going to win the game? Assign us a team. Sure. Jeff, you have Clemson. Kyle, you have LSU. All right. And, and I'll let Jeff start first. Why is Clemson, little old Clemson, going to beat the Tigers of Louisiana State? Clemson is going to take their experience. This is their fifth year in the playoffs. They're going to take that experience and that grit. You know, they're gritty. They're underdogs. And they're going to pair it with a top five offense and a top five defense. And they're going to beat LSU. This is their fourth uh, championship in the last five years. Like, yep. Making it to the final game, yeah. It's because they're underdogs, Kyle. Nobody believed them. Mm. Nobody believed them on try one, try two, try three. They've scaled that four. mountain not once, not twice. They've been climbing that mountain with God on their side, and they're going to win this game. That's a smart pick going with the religion side, Jeff. I, do feel, <laughs> I think that, that Dabo postgame even suggests that this team was touched by God. I'm, I'm glad that you're just falling right in line. Good for you. <laughs> No, the check cleared, Kyle. That's why I'm in line. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right, Kyle, um, give me the reason. Actually, Jeff, do you have any more points for, for uh, Clemson? I mean, the last one is Trevor Lawrence might have the best hair in college football, so you can't go wrong with that. There will be something I'm really interested in seeing on a non-football scale. Literally, who has the bigger head be- between Burrow and Trevor <laughs> Lawrence? Kyle, tell me why LSU is going to win. Uh, so they're just on another level. Just look at what they're doing to teams right now. Absolutely decimating. They're gonna they're gonna ruin they're gonna ruin Clemson's day. Also, you know, you just said that you know nobody thought they'd be there. Well, honestly, they shouldn't be there right now. They uh, they should have lost to Ohio State. 
also, uh, you know, you just said that Trevor Lawrence has better hair. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe he's just a douchebag. I don't know. <laughs> give me, yeah, give me LSU. Honestly, LSU, I'm picking them all the way. I think that Brady has done a wonderful job with that with that offense. They've turned them into a team that's always been known for their defense, but is turning it on to a point where I don't know if Clemson can stop them. Everybody talks about how good Clemson's defense is, but they haven't really played a team until Ohio State. But you just said that that Fields was, was hurt. He didn't look himself. Was that the defense or was that the injury? I I just don't believe that Clemson's going to have enough to beat LSU. We mentioned in the last show that Oklahoma's defense was not as good as the other three contestants in the playoffs. But we did also mention that over the last four games leading up to LSU, they were putting up Clemson-like numbers in terms of efficiency and expected points given up per play. And that was the reason I had given that Oklahoma might make it a game, right? And then LSU literally just shredded them apart. And I think for me, that's also why I'm going to pick LSU to win the game, because I think Clemson's good enough to play a really good game. I do not think that they can potentially, I don't think they can keep LSU from scoring 35 points, but I think they can stop Clemson from scoring 30 points. I just worded that weird. I don't think Clemson can stop LSU from scoring 35. I don't think LSU will let Clemson score more than 25 or 30 Thus, I'm taking the Louisiana State Tigers. Jeff, I assigned you. I assigned you Clemson, but you're free to pick whoever you'd like for this pick. In all seriousness, I I agree with you. I think LSU is going to be too strong. I wasn't overly impressed with Clemson's defense. Their defensive line definitely isn't as strong as it was last year. How could it be? I don't know if they'll be able to play Simmons. They were kind of playing him as like a deep safety. I don't know if you guys saw that. He their yeah, middle he linebacker. Wild. It was like a backwards Tampa too. He's a converted safety though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's 6'4", 240, so I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, especially if um, Edwards Hilaire is going to be healthy. With two weeks, you have to think that he's going to get better. But Burrow, Kyle, you talked about it. Burrow is just on another level. I mean, he's incredible. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game, but I think LSU is going to win. Just talking about, you, you brought up, you know, them having to change maybe what they're doing offensively. It does interest me that Ohio State ran with more pace than LSU does. So I'm wondering, for the season, uh, I think the way LSU outpaced Oklahoma was absolutely wild. Yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really interested. And honestly, I'm never not excited for a championship game, but I am so ready for this one, especially if Clemson starts hitting LSU as hard as they're hitting Ohio State. And vice versa. Oh, this this should be a real fun one. Do y'all have any other points before we hang up our hat, close the door, and uh, we close shop until after the national championship? Hey, Tristan Jackson, Syracuse receiver. Have fun in the NFL. You looked good this year. Sad you're not going to be there next year, but uh, go get them. All right, what do you, let's, let's talk just a tiny touch on, on drafts and who's going out. J.K. Dobbins just announced that he's going to the draft. Do we think that who gets picked first, Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins? Oh, Probably Dobbins. Dobbins. Dobbins is a stud. 
Yeah, he is, but he's also got a lot more mileage than Akers, doesn't he? I feel like that if there's anything that Akers might have an advantage there, it'd be it'd be mileage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, Akers has been there, like starting for the last couple of years. He's gotten hurt a couple times too. Yeah, he's taking you know, a lot of hits behind a bad a line. If only there was a website that we could check. Cam Akers has rushed the ball 586 times this year. I'm sorry, his career, not this year. That'd be a day. That'd be a day and a half. That's that's AJ Dillon. <laughs> Close. That's why AJ Dillon's sitting out, bro. Dobbins has carried the ball 725 times in his career. Almost 200 more. Hmm, okay. But he's also well, produced 2,000 more. Yeah, was he? I think so. He played 13, 12, and 11 games in his three years. Um, I'm wrong, then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> please, please omit that from the recording. Are we ready to get out of here? Yep. Excellent. Jeff and Kyle, would you please say goodbye? Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And we are the hosts of a statistics and sports podcast called Juicing the Numbers. We cover the NFL, college football, MLB, and the NHL with anything that we like to talk about in between. If you like sports and the numbers behind it, come check out our show, Juicing the Numbers, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at JuicingPOD.